Well, Brent is gay, and Adam's gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Ryan's late. Ryan's L.A. Clark's Oh, wait, Ryan's dead. Ryan's in L.A. Clark's not here. Clark is late. Almost be here. That's back on track. Yeah, that's harmonizing, guys. What a theme song. You really nailed it. This is a very special episode, because we've been off for... I thought it was, you were calling exposition. if you let me get to it... We're at X position, which is where we're going to go deep into X-Men Gifted episodes one through three, which are currently on Fox Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Is that is that actually right? It's definitely on Tuesday nights. I don't know if it's on an 8 p.m. I just wait till it's like there. Yeah. On Hulu. Yeah. yeah just don't exactly. pay attention. Yeah, because yeah. Um, obviously this season is not yet really wrapping people in. <laughs> so um, this season is going to last 16 episodes. The first season I was like, what, 10 episodes plus three extra, so it was that 13. That sounds about right, yeah. They did like 10 in a row, they took a little break, then they finished it off at three. And I think the shorter season, especially towards the latter half of the season, like created the sense of urgency that they were just show- throwing shit against the yes. wall. And it was just like, if you're an X-Men fan, oh my god, cool, it's the fucking Cuckoos, it's the Hellfire Club, ah, my god, they're showing all this cool shit. And I think a longer season is like the same problem that the Marvel Netflix shows have, where there's just not enough story, and when they decompress it, like, it's even worse than Marvel Netflix shows, because there's, like, the actors aren't as good, the, the writing isn't as good, and the special effects aren't as good. It reeks of Heroes Season 2, like, mm. heroes versus villains, and so you've got a bunch of people with powers, none of them are particularly captivating except for the Cuckoos. Yeah. Like they, they, the show got good when they got introduced in the first season, yeah, and it has never gone anywhere since then. <laughs> well, then now it's sidelined them with Riva, yeah, because uh, now she's like the big bad, and the mm-hmm. cuckoos are less of a threat, and they've got to like make Esme a little bit more sympathetic, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will remind us that um, the first few episodes of season one also started out pretty slow, wow. yeah, and then it built up, you know, I think decently. So, I don't think things will pick up until Lorna and Andy go back on the hero side. What I'm my biggest concern is that it's very tight. So what I mean by that is that like there are oddly a lot of characters in the show, but the stakes are too big. Like the whole idea of like a mutant future world versus like a mutant underground versus a human only world, where all you're seeing is like ten key players in this giant like battle and so it seems weird especially of the hellfire club thought it was like a cool introduction for reba in episode one but it's such a Did waste you? i was like a cool quote-unquote like i mean i saw that i saw it. during i saw that during melrose place one so that's <laughs> like that's like the villain a very like, 90s cool intro yeah, yeah. Like, right, gonna, cool cool yeah they're gonna do something awful to people i don't care about well that yeah. was like that's what really pissed me off if it was like characters from the first season that they actually built up, that would have been cool. Like, they established that main guy as, like, something more than just a random headpiece to be killed in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. I will say, while... Is that, like, a side piece? Super likely to cause a friendly fire. They only give you blowjobs, though, a headpiece. Super likely to cause friendly fire. The cuckoo's no. walking around in a circle <laughs> and firing in on people as if arms don't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they can't just aim in. But wasn't it cool yeah, it with cool. a K? Um, and I like her weird operatic uh, super voice and how yeah. the camera has to move around. I like that kind of wobbling nice. kind of thing. 
It's pretty. Uh, pa- I mean, that's the first time that they've ever established a siren type special power as like she's the most powerful mutant on earth because she could just scream really loud. Well, well, she screams. So she's Ryan Crawl. <laughs> well, we Get know, it? We know she screams and it like you never see Reva and Ryan Crawl at the same time. You really don't. Oh. Yeah, where is he? Reva Crawl. <laughs> Reva Crawl. Um. You, she like can force people's powers back into their bodies. I did, I did like that in episode three. That was kind of a bit cool. weird. I yeah. It seems like her powers are suddenly more vague than just like disrupting people's eardrums. Well, I think it like disrupts. That's why the whole thing warbles around because I think she's literally like disrupting like atmosphere molecules, like everything around them. Yeah, which is why like it would make sense that it would be like pushed back and forced back. I want to go back to something you said, Brent, about how the first season it started off really wobbly and it got to be really entertaining. I think for us, we had uh, very low expectations when the show started. We're like, this, there's no way this is going to be any good. And it started off kind of eh. And then we started getting more into it. And at the same time, we had a point of comparison because it was coming out at the same time as Runaways yeah. and Hulu. Mm. And R- Runaways, we had high expectations for. And we just shat on it because it was meet terrible. didn't at all. Yeah, not even <laughs> yeah. close. And so we were able to like have a contrast. Here, I think, at least for me... I had a little bit of higher expectations. Oh, this, like, you know, this is not going to be a great show, but it'll be a really fun show. And I have been utterly bored by they the first three episodes. They had a fantastic finale. They had a really cool schism. Everyone really enjoyed it. We're like, who's going with who? Yeah. People have not shown up at all. So uh, what's her name? Sage has shown up, what, all of once? Like, they have this giant facility, and it's just like five people in it, and Andy happens to be one of the most important characters there because he dyed his hair blonde, like white, like... The whole thing just makes me very upset because there is no, there's not like people running around that facility at all times at night. It's like, you know, if you're going to be, I thought the Mutant Liberation Underground worked at least last season because you got to see all these people wandering right. around, being fixed, being healed. There was a world. Now there was it's a just world. Five, they haven't like, built that world. You know, yeah. fucking Blink and Thunderbird running in the sewers. You got like, well, they tried here. to have that in the first two episodes where they had them like saving the people who were being, you know, and I like just that. Just straight up yeah. murdered in their homes. Right. Uh, and then they've got to go on the quest to find, like, the girl's sister. But don't don't worry about paying attention to that interesting storyline. They just find her. So you don't have to worry about them at all. And I can't tell you how disappointed I am in, like, where uh, Jace, the serv- Sentinel Services guy's storyline is going. Like, it seems so extraneous and unnecessary. Like, he should not have been a part of the season. Like, it should have been, like... I'm, I'm just bored by it, yeah. I kind of like it. I like the deranged cop who everyone's <laughs> like, hey, dude, are you in the right show? I <laughs> love the end of episode three. They're like, I called around. Like, you got fired. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, I did basic police, police work, work before I just let you have all these files for free with no identification. <laughs> well done, police force. Um, they are building up to the brother-sister time bomb, so that'll be interesting. Like, yeah. you don't open a season with, oh, God, our powers get off of me or let me kill myself. I have magical visions in my sleep that tell me that if we touch each other, we'll blow up. I mean, the Struckers are by far the worst thing about the show, and then they're still spending way too much time with them. No. The dad, the, the mom, who, and I like Amy Acker. I think she's a fine actress, but... You qualify that every time we talk about this. I do, because I like, <laughs> I like, I like me some Amy Acker, but uh, it's just, I'm like... They're just not interesting. They're, They're way not. too young to fit into the show. I wish it was just like the brother and sister. I wish it would have been like a brother and sister plus a like husband and wife sort of thing. Like the whole idea of this family connection does not fit with where the show is. 
Um, maybe. I don't know. I kind of like... Or maybe where the show I want it to be, I should say. I like that um, the Strucker girl had a criticism for Strucker dad, which was like... you SD like, and try, SD. There's such a trope of trying to keep uh, power secret and how that damages families. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that they tried to do a little bit of a reversal on that. And I like his power. Yes. Where he's just like... Hot hands touching things. I love when he always just happens to fall through everything. (laughs) Oh no, my wheel. Let me roll into the car. Because it's like, it's caused by like stress. So if he like has a sudden spike because he's falling and he uses his hands to brace himself, they're not going to help. He's just going to melt the floor and tables. Um, Yeah, I'm glad that he has powers. I'm sad that Amy Acker won't have powers and hopefully she'll be written out of the show because we might as well. Because you hate women. We get it. No, Skyler, too, you monster. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What other big things happened? Uh, Oh, go ahead. Before we get anywhere else, let me talk about the artwork at the Hellfire Club. Okay. Andy's bedroom. The inner circle, excuse me. Andy's bedroom is like. Head to toe, decorated in random like hipster pop art. That did they order it for him? Do they have like a closet full of things? Oh, they just take things yeah. off the wall and put them up. Like, and he's playing a really shitty, weird video game that doesn't exist in real life. Mm. And that's how his mom got in contact with him. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, uh, was because he played League of Leagues or something. Yeah, it was supposed to be League of Legends, but it didn't look like the League of Le- like I thought it was League of Legends. Yeah, League of Legends is a real, is a real game, game, but yeah. it didn't look like. No, the, I, maybe I split second missed the because footage. they can't get the rights to it. They I can know. mention all they want. So I want to talk about the hottest character on the show, and I mean that literally. Oh. Uh, is it the baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was heating up, and she does yeah. have jaundice. Uh, but uh, Eclipse. Eclipse, thank yeah. you. I almost called him Havoc, which is basically who he is. But um, one, uh, is he Green Lantern? Because when he tried to create like the image towards uh, uh, Lorna and Dawn, yeah, like it was like like almost like a green like light coming out. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It looking. is. He was the Green Lantern. He was a green, green bottle, but yeah. 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 He's the, the green bottle lantern. lantern. Yeah. I do like how the green bottle. Again, how vague his powers are because sometimes they heat things up and sometimes they just project a light. And, and now they cure jaundice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Magically cure <laughs> jaundice. Maybe if we get the father near the baby, that'll cure jaundice. I did laugh really hard because I was just like, how the fuck are they going to sell this? And I was like, okay, light therapy, I guess, makes sense. Like, that's how Does you, it, I actually, I, Is that how you I, cure jaundice? No. How do you know? <laughs> My mom had jaundice. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't have the right frequency. Oh, you're right. I didn't... Um, she kept, kept I, using flashlights. <laughs> yeah. I it thought the microwave wasn't Turning the lights yeah. on and off. Yeah. On yeah. And yeah. Is it where... Come on, mom, it's a strobe light. Yeah, I left the oven open. But <laughs> speaking of lights with Eclipse, uh, why did he think that Lorna and the baby were dead when there was just a power out? Like, I was like, wait. I thought that made sense. Oh, it did. Because it's like all of a sudden... The, There's this big reaction, and then everything's done. You might assume that there was like a because you would have assumed just, there was, he was like just a panicking dad. Yeah, you know he's just worried that his when you care for other people, you're understand too. Yeah, um, one day, yeah, dad and yeah, I, don't, I don't really know um, how that works, but okay. Mary fuck kill the cuckoos. Um, <sighs> Mary Esme, she's the best one. And I guess I don't remember the other two. I know names. what are the two ones in there? Is Sophie? Sophie's one of them, and. Uh, Meryl. <laughs> Meryl. Because it's Meryl funny because we were just, we're like, uh. Stripe, you monster. 
Yeah, no, I, she is literally the only she's thing in the movie, the, the show that's really keeping me alive. And every scene she's in, she's great. Like the whole the whole airport scene where she had to go kill the people and they were to walk into the helipad. Oh, scene. and it's I love really, that scene. Yeah, that was that good. But, but it's also like that's because you were mean to me. <laughs> yeah. um, the the whole idea was that they're like, we gotta tie up these loose ends, and then what they're gonna do is we're gonna be in public at an airport where there are tons of other people walking around, and then. Making people walking them into propellers. Wait, so Shade's power is obviously he could disappear, come back. That's the dude that was in the first season. Who's that other fuck that just blew up that entire like facility treatment plant? They like it was like Shade and somebody else. I can't remember. But again, like I don't understand why these people aren't around more. Like, is it just because the budget's so cheap they can't afford to have multiple actors on set? At the same I don't. Time? I don't really know. It's and also, the is so full already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very rich. Riva is also not as compelling as I thought she would be. Like, she looks great. She's got a cool look. Uh, her powers are interesting, but like. Her delivery is so flat. I'm a bit disappointed in the actress. I don't think it's as menacing, heart. Like, I don't know if it's, like, because they don't have enough music. There's something that, like, falls flat in terms of her, like, whoa. And actually, that ties into a bigger point that I was actually going to ask because you brought up Eclipse. I know it's more of an ensemble cast, which I like, but there are no single people that stand out to me where I care about their storylines besides the fact that Eclipse is hot. I actually love... The actress That's a who personality. Plays, uh, Lorna. Yeah. But like, she's barely in anything and everything is just about her baby. Like, I just, I miss her from the last season. I miss specifically like her and Eclipse's relationships and chats. Like, right. Blink and Thunderbird do not carry the show. No, but Blink is actually one of the better actors I'm on so the show. I'm so proud of Jamie Chan. Really? I, I like so. Jamie Chan. Really? It's a low fucking bar, I but like mean, at least looks she looks like she's having fun. Welcome to the real world, honey. The last episode was she was just terrible. Her oh, acting was, was okay. Her acting made me so uncomfortable. Because uh, she talked like she had never read a script before. They have no romantic chemistry, which is, I think, when the two of them are in scenes together, it's awful. Like, they're oh, all like, I'm your girlfriend. I think we're supposed to talk about this. Enough. Yes, you Isn't are. Isn't that how couples talk? I <laughs> yeah. don't really know. say that with your handsome face. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely better. She was definitely better when she's playing the Lang- languages are love languages. What you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely better when she in the first season when she was playing the more hurt, cautious, like you know, more like aggressive. I'll do what I want, sort of person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm just disappointed, and I'm also I was interested in the third episode reveal where what's his name Eclipse goes crazy and like kind of sees into the cuckoo's minds. Do you like? What is going on there? Like, why are Lorna and Andy actually staying? Do we think it's a mental thing? Um, I didn't think it was a mental thing. I thought they made it. I think it would be it would rob the show of some of the you know moral choices that they've had characters make. Well, but didn't the opening do that already? Like the entire thing seems like I would have liked to your point a more gray area Magneto Professor X. There's like no one carrying either conversation. It's just like people existing. The closest we got was a blonde hair Strucker saying, "What's it? Wait, the kid, the boy, boy Strucker, Andy, boy, boy, Andy, Strucker. Andy, B-S. Andy. B-S, G-S, D-S, and M. No, it struck her and struck him. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, so boy Strucker was trying to say, "Oh, but I hardly know. Oh, Eclipse is my friend. These were friends, and that's that's the closest we got to <laughs> him actually like having to be like." Have moral gray areas. So, what would you think? Um, what would you think would make a show better, or more um, compelling? 
Reva needs to do actually villainous things for me to find her villainous. Mm-hmm. Because so far, all she's done is kill the prior guard of the of Hell's Kitchen. What's his name? Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Circle. Hellfire, Hellfire, Hellfire Club. Club. Hellfire Club. Uh, kill all them. Doesn't matter. She needs to actually, like, and we need to see her do things that are really evil rather than just kind of pretend to be menacing. But she's not supposed to be evil. She's supposed to be getting her mutant nation one way or the other. Well, can we just call it Genosha, for God's sake? That's a good point. Also, I need to, the Morlocks to stop acting like they're the coolest fucking hipster underground. <laughs> like we That was the weird. one scene I really liked. Really? Yeah. I with male, the Cali- male Callisto, or whatever they Erg. were calling it was male Callisto. He made you say Erg. Um, I did like that they put in that we gave ourselves the M tattoo. Yeah. To, 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 uh, what I like the quote about tolerate versus freedom. Yeah. That was great. Like, that was great. People He's, tolerate things they hate. I yeah. That was good. Uh, it re- yeah, it reminded me weirdly of uh, Susie Ormond uh, when she spoke at the Human Rights Campaign Dinner like 10 years ago. Oh, classic moment. Yeah, totally. And then she became a black man hiding in the sewers. <laughs> uh, completely. Uh, but she said, she was talking about the presidential election then, and it was about how Sarah Palin, who was McCain's running mate, say, said that, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I don't have anything against gay people. I, I have a lot of tolerance. And then, like, she just, Susie Roman just went off. It's like, things you're going to tolerate me? You're going to fucking tolerate me? Oh, but do the really good Susie Orman accent that you do. You've got a great Susie Orman accent. You're going to. I don't know. I also, have, I also have the same tan that she has. Okay. Um, I don't know if anything will make this show good. And the reason for that is actually the stuff you said right at the beginning of this, which is it is a end-to-end plot line of a season. So as I've been re-watching a lot of the DC shows in anticipation of the new seasons for the ongoing crossover, I've realized what works out so well for TV shows that have a longer running schedule is that they do have some day of the like week, you know, episode of the week structures with a overall, like some learning, some overall plot developments. The problem with these shows, just like the Netflix shows, is that they're too long to just have this consistent end-to-end story. Because even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has very chunked things. And I think I always go back to that the pod episode structure really works for these shows, which is like you get like three to six to cover an arc, and then you move on to something else. And I don't think there is any arc right now besides a 16-episode Season two arc. But then the solution for that would be focus on one of the groups that you keep building out because you've got the government, you've got the mutant underground, you've got the mutant really underground. (laughs) 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 You've got the inner circle. Um, you would pick one of those yeah. and then make it procedural around them. Give it a little, they need a little more room to breathe. Yeah. It's I, like constantly a thing happening. They're juggling a lot of characters, even though, to your point, Adam, there's Nothing the same, the same right. eight to ten characters. I think, um, you know, being an X-Men fan, uh, I, I think what would make it a little bit more interesting for me is them finally revealing what happened on seven fifteen? Like, mm. qu- like besides that weird flash of light, the weird flash of light is like a little Daddy! girl. Yeah. Oh my god, she was killed with a bad flash of the fat. <laughs> um, it's a giant beach ball. And show some concrete, some concrete steps that this is going towards the days of future past storyline because mm. that's what they were setting up in the first season. You know, the X Men are gone. Uh, it's uh, Sentinel Services, which are mm-hmm. building into sen- Sentinels theoretically. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you From basically have Mentinals. you basically <laughs> stop it. Uh, you basically have Xavier's <laughs> dream has been misplaced. Nine out of ten, ten, ten and all. All right, I can't. Really, so <laughs> I apologize. I thought I had it in my head. It made sense. Anyways, you were spending too much time with Adam, and I need you to stop. Um, the uh, stop or no? <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, my point is, uh, you know, they were like leading to the days of future past by even saying that this is not, you know, Xavier's dream is out of the picture. You basically have yeah. cables like version of like protection and quote unquote tolerance versus Magneto's version of like domination. I like that. I wish they would play with that. And like play that, play, play up that angle a lot more. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they're just treading water. It's it's hard because they want they really still want to keep embracing the theme of like mutants as immigrants and family first. Yeah, family first. I just need them to expand their boundaries too. Like their whole they move to DC now. Besides Atlanta, like there's not enough travel exposure. They just need a little bit more gas. So. Yeah. Well, I'm hopeful for the next uh, few episodes. Whatever. Yeah, I, um, I'm like excited to keep watching, but I'm not. Glad we're making a none of the episodes so far have been as bad as. Any Runaways episode. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Are we going to review this as a part of the regular episode? Yeah, yeah, we are. We just wanted to do this one to make sure we're catching people up and we'll start doing our regular TV broadcast along with Titans. Titans, yeah. And I'm going to consider that we try to do a... did it happen on Titans? Because I'm sure... we'll see. Did Batman fuck Robin? Oh, that was my Ryan Kroll comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I didn't the like it. won't surprise you. <laughs> I don't like it. I love, love it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. This has been our Home Spirit Exposition. Yeah. Uh, gifted one through three. We'll uh, hear from you later. Yeah. Oh, wait. Actually, uh, if you could comment to us or message us whether you would prefer gifted reviews or other TV show reviews to be completely separate or part of the podcast yeah you can find us on uh at homo superior podcast on twitter or uh just find homo superior on facebook or call me five 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 x x x x all right bye everyone goodbye everyone